Welcome to The Catch-Up with me, Amanda. And me, Christina. We've been friends for the last 15 years, so have plenty to talk about. That's right. Join us as we chat about food, skincare, travel and current affairs. So let's begin our catch-up. Hey, Chrissy. Hey, Amanda. You know what I was just thinking? I was like... Oh, how awesome was it at that time when we actually ran into each other at Cafe Murano on Bermondsey Street? It was just completely random, wasn't it? It was you guys were sitting outside, I was sitting inside, and then this, what I thought at the time was this strange man (laughs) approaching (laughs) us, and it was like, what's he looking at? I mean, I know the food's good, but, and he had like sunnies on as well. And he was like, you know, deliberately slowing down and then turning his head. And and then of course it was Mr. X. Well, yeah, Mr. X, everyone has a reminder is Christina's husband. Um, But yeah. And it was like, oh my God, what are you doing here? That's so awesome. But yeah, that was, that was good times. It was so funny. I'm just giggling because as you said, Cafe Moran, I'm like, when was this really? It's like, last year last oh summer gosh. during it out to help out amanda you're asking me to remember things a year ago <laughs> is it already a year ago time well, yeah, is warped it's, it's july so yeah almost a year ago time is very very warped. and mm. actually we have fortunately met a more recently than that time oh yeah yeah oh true true that's actually yeah we only just met up like last weekend wasn't it, for my birthday and it was yeah, well, there you go. I've got lots of good dining memories with you guys. So, oh, that's yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was, what was okay, apart from last weekend, what was your most recent memory? Of you. Well, of, <laughs> of us dining. Us dining together, yeah. Oh, we, we went to Dishoom recently and I've always oh, liked their food. Yeah, Dishoom. Oh, that's a good old favourite, isn't it? And they re-ramped them. This is like the Covent. Covent Garden one. Yep. Gosh, I'm checking myself now. Yeah, and it was yeah, that was really yummy. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> so, what are some of the like? Because now we're talking about food, and every time I talk about food, I always salivate thinking about it. But I have to know now, given the recent times, we haven't managed to eat out so much, and a lot of a lot of things have changed. Actually, mm-hmm. sadly, maybe a lot of places have closed. But digging up into your archive of memories. And to this day, what would you say was, okay, and if it's too difficult, you can say your top three if you want, but like sort of the top three best places you've dined at? Wow. Mm. Well, food and restaurants and yummy food, my favourite topic. But best places, gosh, that's a hard question. I think one of the most memorable meals I've had is called by Claire Smith in Notting Hill. So Claire Smith used to be the head chef for Gordon Ramsay on Hospital Road in Chelsea here in London. And she's gone on to open her own restaurant. And gosh, she has done so well. She has done so well. When we went, it just opened. But now she's got three Michelin star and it wow. is the food is divine. Like I, I don't know how to explain it um properly. <laughs> mm. I feel like I don't do it justice. And she focuses a lot more on the vegetables. So she would make um great. One of the signature dish she will have is carrot and lamb. And carrot is the actual main portion. Like the centerpiece of, yeah, of that centerpiece dish. of the dish. Whereas I guess traditionally you go, well carrot is a side bit. But she's mm. swapped it around and it's really sort of played with your mind a bit. And, oh, another signature dish of hers is 
she she comes from Northern Ireland, I think. So there's a lot of potato, and she wanted to feature the potato she had growing up on her farm at home. Yeah. So she uses those those potatoes, and that is the core, the centerpiece of a dish as well. Oh. I, you just have to you have to try it if you haven't already, or oh, if you yeah. can get a booking at all. <laughs> oh great! No, because I haven't tried it, and I want to. And yeah, now mm. you got me worried about getting a booking. I have to stay up till midnight and be like, yeah. refresh, refresh. <laughs> that's awesome because three Michelin star as well. I mean, that's incredible, and I, I love the fact. Let's just push females. You know that mm. you know we have a really successful female chef behind the helm of this fantastic restaurant, which I've yet to try. Would you say the experience there was akin to like, um, you know, like Heston Blumenthal's? Um, fat dark or, mm. or dinner you know where there's kind of like really kind of whoa this is not just good food you're getting a whole experience is it kind of almost wacky like that or not really it's not wacky at all um I think she wants local repeat business so it's very comfortable and I think when she worked with Gordon Ramsay because I've been to Gordon Ramsay on Hospital Road it is a bit like very f- classical French a bit stuffy mm. you have to wear your suits Um, that you have to properly dress up that kind of French classical dining. So I think when she started her own restaurant, she really wanted to move away from that dress code. So what was interesting is that people will dress very casually and show up to have a fine dining meal. And Mm -hmm. there are people, when we were dining there, this was years ago, um, they've already been a few times and they had just opened. Wow, that's awesome. That's a really good track record. Oh, my gosh, I really... I'm sure her restaurant hasn't closed down, right? No, no, no. Good, good. No, she's done so well. And she actually, she has just opened or about to open a restaurant in Sydney called Core Encore. Oh, Core Encore. That's very clever. I think at the casino building in Sydney. Oh, awesome. Yay, Sydney. When we get to travel, then we can go there. Maybe, yeah, if you can't get a booking in London. We'll make it for Sydney in 2022 and I'll meet you there, Chrissy. Oh, you just mentioned Fat Duck, so you've been then. Yeah, I feel like it was one of those. Tell me about it. It just kind of blew up in terms of all of a sudden it was on the radar. It was one of those must-have places you had to go and it's not in London and I feel really ashamed right now. I cannot even remember the name of the station it's next to. Do you remember? Oh, I haven't been, but it's oh, in Bray. Oh, okay. Isn't it in Bray Maidenhead? Oh, Bray, that's yeah. it. I was like, it begins to know my food. (laughs) That's it, yeah. And it was, yeah, it was, um, so I said wacky. Maybe I don't mean to say it was like weird wacky. It was more what, you know, Heston was trying to do, as I said, was create a full experience. So it's like, oh, you know, one of those gastronomical memorable kind of things that Mm. you go away and talk about. And and so everything's presented in a a really unique fashion. Mm. So it could be like something is made to look like grass and dirt. But actually, it's all edible, mm-hmm. you know. And then another thing had like, um, you know, like the liquid nitrogen kind of like mm-hmm. it's just all flowing out. It's that sort of experience as well. So you kind of like go, whoa, this is, wow, do I, can I eat this? And and then like another dish was where you had to put like headphones mm-hmm. on. The seashells. Exactly. You know, I guess I'm not sure if that would have changed now because of hygiene reasons maybe (laughs) experience because he's quite big on the molecular science um you know playing tricks on your mind with whatever techniques but also he's very into the history right if you go to um dinner by heston in Mm. london yeah it's all like historical english dishes that he's trying to replicate yeah and he's got some like I think the two standout items on that menu was the whole the meat fruit, meat fruit yeah which everyone's like ooh, what is that that sounds really Pate. gross 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Everyone eats pate. If you don't eat it, you know, don't don't get that. And that's quite rich, actually. And mm. I thought, no, don't even need one per person. Well, personally, that's what I think. Mm. Um, and then the other favorite one of mine was the the upside down tipsy cake. Oh, yep. I was going to say tipsy, oh, cake, which yeah, is yeah. a grilled pineapple and mm. grilled for hours. Yum! I love it because I love pineapple. <laughs> that was so so scrumptious. Yeah. So and it's good because I don't know if he still has it. But um, for anyone who's thinking, boy, how expensive are these? Yeah, they're kind of more on the high-end range, you know, like where you see on Google the three or four pound signs type of thing. But um, he was doing like that sort of lunchtime special mm. at dinner. Yeah. Which sounds really weird. But, yeah, so it was quite actually affordable. Lunch at And dinner. I think that's kind of <laughs> – yeah. I mean, that's one of the things. It's like I don't think you necessarily have to go to obviously fine dining or pay a lot of money yeah. to have good food, right? I mean, I think you and I really sort of appreciate – that sort of aspect is not like we always feel like we're to dress up and, and go somewhere like that. And I think one of the good old, um, I think it's been around for a while, like a mainstay, which is actually closer to where you are, used to be where I used to live, is a spicy basil, oh, right. that Thai on, place. On Kilburn High Road. That's it. Mm-hmm. And now I don't, I haven't been there at all recently. Um, so I don't know if the quality was still as good, but back how many years ago, it was really cheap Thai food, like curries mm-hmm. and pad thai. It was like, what, five, six pounds? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's gone up. And, it, yeah, it was just really flavoursome, really homemade. But I don't know if you thought the same if you, when you went there. Um, I've been, but i actually not quite a fan. I found oh, the food yeah. really, really oily and I can't take that much oil. Yeah. So yeah, I that's think that's, that's, the, that's the downside sometimes, right, with a lot of um, Asian cuisine. The, the, <laughs> the good stuff is not that good for me. <laughs> like the laugh. Yes, the, the stuff that's most flavoursome is the most oily. And, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, it's kind of cheap. You're kind of like, is it good, cheap and fast? You can get two of the three, as they say. Uh, so, but yeah. yeah, but actually going to that point, like a lot of time, yeah, the fine dining restaurants are expensive. But if you're willing to do a lunch deal, they set lunches, they're much, much, much more affordable. So yeah. that's how, actually how I got to try quite a lot of restaurants here in London but um also jumping to the Asian food nearby there's a really good um Asian restaurant near where I live called Singapore Garden mm-hmm. I know you're a fan as well mm-hmm. <laughs> and they do all the favorite specialty dishes like Hainanese chicken rice mm, mm. the rice is soaked in chicken oil mm. very fragrant and delicious I could go on with the menu, but (laughs) it has actually gotten me through many long months of lockdown. (laughs) Yeah. And, yeah, I love the way they serve the Hainanese chicken rice because they're one of the few places that still serves it with the soup as well, Mm. which is great. The traditional way and then with the chilli paste. Oh, man, I really feel like that right now. Oh, but speaking about all the Asian food, and obviously not just about Asian food, but I always think of, like, Peking duck. Mm. And again, it's probably one of those things that's a bit oily, not the best for you, but I find it so, so yummy. And, mm. you know, compared to, I mean, I found it hard to find a good place that serves Peking duck the way I was expecting it to over here in London. Like they have a lot of those aromatic duck dishes. Yeah, crispy duck. Yeah, it's something. not the same, not, is it? It's not it. It's dry. It's, it's dry, exactly. Peking duck is meant to have a layer of fat. Mm, between the skin and the meat and it takes years to cultivate or grow that duck yeah (laughs) it's meant for the empire 
And now, I mean, that's totally different. That's why I was like, let's let's just clarify that for everyone. Aromatic duck is not Peking duck. It's totally different. And actually, I was so lucky because um, I thought there was only one place in London that I knew of, which is where we've been before mm-hmm. for like Chinese New Year dinner, uh, Min Jiang in South Kensington, the, the hotel. And just found out, and I just went last weekend, it's called China Tang. Oh, uh, yep in the Dorchester mm-hmm. Hotel, and they do Peking Duck. And you don't even need to pre-order, which I was really surprised Oh, wow. By. Okay. No pre-order needed. Where no. usually we have to place an order like 24 hours yeah. in advance to make exactly. sure you reserve a duck. I know. I was so surprised. I was like, oh, better double check and ring. I was like, yeah, no, that's fine. So if you want an alternative place, and that's yeah, and it, was, it was good. It yeah. was tasty. They did it the way I expected. So, yeah, that was awesome. Nice. I like a crispy scheme. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, but yeah, I think, I mean, in terms of, you know, going back to your point around, you know, fine dining mm. is like some places will offer like a good special. Mm. And I do appreciate that sort of thing because I think they're opening it up to more people to say, you know, come and try and, you know, yeah. have the experience. We're not trying to be snobs or, you know, be mm. exclusive. And I think one of the places, if you, again, if you're willing to kind of go outside of London so like I went uh, to Kent recently just mm. not, not that far it's like 45 minute train ride from London Bridge um, to Tunbridge Wells which I think is quite a well-known sort of place um, it's a lovely little kind of historic town you know very very walkable between the new and the old part and I went to this place called Thackeray's and mm. do you remember, Chrissy? I was like sending all those photos yeah. through <laughs> WhatsApp I wanted to share the experience that was really good value for money. That was like, it's considered fine dining, and I feel it is because yeah. they gave complimentary pre-starters, <laughs> and you know, you're, in, all... you're in for the freebies. <laughs> Bring I know, it, on. it makes me sound so cheap. I know, <laughs> but it was like two courses for like twenty five pounds. What? Yeah, three okay, courses, twenty seven. Definitely outside of London prices. Yeah, it was crazy, That's and it a was big, like big difference. Yeah, proper nice food. It was oh, nice. the white tablecloth. So. Yeah, it, there are places Aww, you just gotta good. search them out. Yeah, well, like thinking about all that fine dining experience as well. There's one meal I really remember, and this was because we were probably approaching national lockdown, the first one. <laughs> and I had this meal booked ages ago, and there was a lot of debate going: should we go? Is it going to be too risky? But I had a relatively early lunch booking, so we thought it would be okay. It's um. Davis and Brooke at the Carriages Hotel. It's from the founders of, uh, I think they call it 11 Medicine Avenue in New York City. They opened up a restaurant, yeah, in London, the first restaurant. The food is fantastic. Their signature dish is called a signature dog, and it's like tea smoked with like honey and orange and all these herbs. Mm. And I was thinking, oh, how good could this be, right? Because like it's a duck, like is it as good as a Peking duck, for example? Oh my god! It far exceeded all my expectations. Wow! <laughs> it was so delicious, and then we had this like butter poach lobster tail, and they gave us like the bisque to go with it. Yeah, and then um, they saw the waiter saw us like really enjoying the sauce, so he brought even more sauces for us because he's like, "Oh, you're you're the first table to you know like really dig in and <laughs> use up all the sauce, which is great to see." Wow, who would have thought like the sauce, they were like, oh, we love it. We got sauce aficionados coming through, but I, I need to go there as well because I know you've talked about that and that's definitely one of your favourite places, isn't mm. it? Yeah, one of my favourite. And I'm kind of glad like despite all the uncertainties at the time we weren't because 
I think that was just something nice to remember on um, at a time mm. when everything felt so uncertain. It was just really nice to have this memory. And I think if we were to go now, the experience, I, I don't think the food wouldn't be as good as what it was. Probably would be even better. But I just think maybe the experience would just feel slightly different given the current circumstances. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're still actually getting back out there. And, you know, I do like how um, you're good at sort of sourcing out the, uh, you know, the uh, soft launches <laughs> and things like that. I'm always, always appreciate that because I'm like, oh, I'm there. And I, I think we've done a few of those, which is excellent. And actually moving outside of London, I mean, we've dined at other places before because we have traveled together. And there's one really standout memory for me. I and mean, I don't know why. And it's actually not a really good dining experience as such, but it was, do you remember <laughs> when we went to Le Soufflé in, <laughs> in Paris? Exactly, when we did like a girl's trip oh, all those years ago. But, yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> it, okay, I, I would say the food was good, like the quality was tasty. It's not that the food was bad. But because the restaurant's concept is all about everything as a souffle, well, majority of the menu, I think we just basically overdid a good thing, like over souffled ourselves. So we had, yeah, exactly. They're all souffles. So I think we were also overly ambitious. Um, we had no <laughs> idea how big these souffles would be. So we mm. had a starter, a main, and these are three course meal. You're thinking it's quite not harmful you know three courses quite typical <laughs> except each course is a souffle but we're not talking about the tiny one we're talking mm. about ones you have to hold with two hands <laughs> the big giant baking ramekin yeah. oh. and then yeah you're right the first souffle starter I remember we were digging through and they mm. were like I can't remember what topping we had. We're like, okay, fine, we made through the starter. Then the main yeah. was just as big. Yeah. And then there were meat inside the bottom. <laughs> yeah. We we were defeated, needless to say. You associate souffle to dessert. By the time dessert souffle came out, you're like, no, another souffle. I mean, what would you, would you say savory souffles work? I think if I hadn't had a starter souffle, so if I just did the main and dessert, I think it would have been fine. It's like yeah. savory crepes. Do you think savory crepes work? Yeah. Yeah, I do. It's the same idea. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I exactly. guess it's just the amount of souffles. We the have amount. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like too much of a good thing. So, yeah, we should have probably slowed our roll on the souffle. But as you said, we were quite ambitious because we we're like, oh, let's do it. Souffle restaurant, three courses. Yeah, because souffle is light. But, but then did you know the souffle would be that big though? No. Exactly. And to be, to be fair, because like I said, souffles are usually, you know, the whole thing is about the air and you're having it as a dessert. It's like, oh, isn't that lovely? But then because you're having it as a savoury, the rest of the ingredients, actually, that's that's quite a lot. I think we forgot to factor that part in as well. I think we didn't know enough. Mm. But um, mm. speaking of souffle, um, we went to Monte Carlo and they have, in the casino, they have a restaurant by Alain Ducasse. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> we also had a giant souffle, but this one is dessert. And it's pink and it's strawberries and it was delicious. It's sort of with that good French souffle. I can forgive all the three souffles I had in Paris. Oh, good. So it hasn't scarred you forever, basically. No, that is what I thought a proper souffle should be, light, soft, airy and just delicious. 
Yeah. I mean, it hasn't put me off either because I think one of the places I like to go to for a dessert souffle, a, a normal size one, is <laughs> Balthazar um, in oh, Covent yeah. Garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They always nice. have it on the dessert menu. They just change according to the season if it's like okay. rhubarb or raspberry. Yeah. So that's really good. I mean, there are definitely lots of good places um, to eat. I mean, and the thing with London is it's changing a lot. You know, there's there's always something new to try out there. Um, and, and I'm not talking, I'm talking about pre-COVID and things like that, obviously. It's just, and, you know, I kind of was like, hmm, I mean, I would like to try this place, I want to try this place. And actually, like duck and waffle, remember oh. that when that came on the scene? Mm-hmm. And that, it was kind of like, oh, wow, what's the what's the concept? It's kind of like just literally they serve duck and waffle. Well, they do have a dish, which is duck and waffle together. And that was kind of, I guess, after this whole like, concept about merging almost a sweet and a savory thing together mm-hmm. which is kind of almost felt bizarre but I actually personally really like it I think it's really tasty and it's actually is one of my favorite dishes to have at that restaurant mm-hmm. but are you one of those people who likes to do that sort of mix mix and match or like you know where you can put fruits and salads together or do you find that kind of weird well if it works it's not weird like I think duck and waffle works yeah so I think that's fine I think I think it's just unexpected. It's like, I guess, if you go to Brooklyn um, in New York, like chicken waffle, I guess it's the same idea, right? Like deep fried yeah. duck leg on a pizza waffle. I think that works fine. But um, yeah. do you, did you have um, in duck and waffle, they used to have crispy pig ears to nibble on? Did you have that? No, no. Because I can't get away from pig ears. I always associate with animal treats <laughs> so no I can't do that couldn't do it why did you you sound like you did have a nibble on a pig ear yeah like just one out of big bag I didn't have all of it <laughs> you have to try but like yeah psychologically I was like oh it's a bit weird right yeah Thinking it's kind of like come from it's like eating chicken feet oh know? I can't eat chicken feet See, and is that psychological I don't know. I just never grew up eating it. I just yeah, find it see, really gross. And I, I won't turn anyone off now. And it's like, oh, we'll stop listening to this. It's like gross. But yeah, I think there's all that kind of range of foods. I mean, I would like to say I'm not a picky eater, but to be fair, I don't really like eating that sort of, yeah, tripe and offal and all that jazz. Yeah. Okay, okay, back, back to like delicious food. But delicious <laughs> food. Down a hole a bit. Yes, yeah, sorry. Well, let me go. I'll tell you one of my favorite places to go to. I think it's still my favorite, but again, I need to go out there and try new things. You know, Jason Atherton? Yes. How, yeah, and he's got so many restaurants. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's doing really well. Uh, Pollen Street Social um, is definitely up there in my top mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. Um, although, like I said, I haven't actually been there, you know, for a good few years, but I remember the time I went, it was my birthday. And, oh, it was wonderful. It was like, um, as I said, not overly pretentious, but things were very slick, you know, the people were friendly, but just efficient as well. And, yeah, it was great. The food was lovely, um, good serving sizes. Okay, a little bit more expensive. But I liked when um, what they did was we were sitting in the main part of the dining room and then for dessert they were like, oh, would you like to come sit up at the the dessert bar essentially? And so I, I really love doing that because I like watching what goes mm-hmm. on when people are creating it and it ended up that they created this dessert and it went to a table well it was meant to be served at a table but they're like oh it's too soon um they haven't really finished their mains and so it never really got taken to the table and they said well would you like it and you know you were like I love freebies Aww. so of course I was like 
yeah of course yeah. I'll take it even though I'm super full or something yeah. <laughs> I was like I'll even though I've got my own coming I'll have it <laughs> so, oh, no wastage nice. no yeah. but that's good right it's probably better to give it to you if you didn't mind than putting no, it in. yeah but I always get so excited when you get invited to the back kitchen I don't know why but I always yeah. find it so fascinating like um a lot of fine dining places do invite you to go and check them out and meet the chef yeah it's cool it's mm. it's like a even if I don't know much about the chef, like you said, you feel really special, like you're getting a backstage pass because, yeah, you are essentially. You are back, <laughs> yeah, backstage. <laughs> not in the dirty way. <laughs> no, not like that. Well, I mean, can get dirty in a kitchen, I suppose. <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, yeah, no, I mean, there's been lots of good experiences. And I think, like, um, you know the concept of brunch? So did you like brunch a lot back home in Australia? Yeah, so Sydney is all about cafes and brunches, right? Yeah, yeah, big time. And I mean, eating al fresco is quite normal there really because obviously we have good weather mm. and we want to take advantage of it. And here it feels like it's now been adopted more, particularly mm. actually as a result of the lockdown because we were forced to eat outdoors. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think the brunch thing, I always thought, it, you know, only in the time that you and I have probably lived in London has it now become a popular thing to do over here? Mm. And I'm like, oh, I love brunch. I don't know why. It's just, yeah, brunch is, just in case no one knows, it's, it's the meal between breakfast and lunch, so hence brunch. But technically now you can kind of have brunch at lunch hours anyway, which yeah. makes it even more complicated. And um, one of the places I like to go to is actually run by the, well, the Australian chef, Bill Granger. Oh, yes. So, yeah, Granger, Granger and Co. <laughs> That's it, Matt, in King's Cross. <laughs> did, did you go to his um, restaurants back in Sydney? Yeah, I went to the one in Surrey Hill. Yeah, and that's it. Oh, my God, you have to line up like for three hours or something <laughs> just to get – I can't even remember what we had, like, yeah. like a piece of toast. That's what comfort is. <laughs> you were like, it's it's better be worth it. But, yeah. but, it, but I guess it was cool at the time because like, I guess you don't tend to go out for brunch. I was just thinking like because brunch is quite um, efficient, isn't it, in that you hit two meals in one go. <laughs> If you choose it at the right time. Yeah. You can it's almost like, yeah, as you said, you're having two in one go, you can almost justify having a slightly bigger brunch maybe because you're like, Oh well, you know, I'm missing out on one meal of the day, really. But uh, yeah. But uh, it's also I mean, if you had to pick this you know, would you rather have breakfast, brunch, lunch or dinner? Mm, probably lunch or dinner. Lunch or dinner, yeah. Like I think about brunch and breakfast. They're quite similar food, isn't it? There's like mainly sort of eggs. There's not a lot of variety on what you could have, but maybe with lunch and dinner, I feel like you could be a lot more creative and use different types of ingredients. What do you think? Are you a brunch person then? I'm a brunch or dinner person, I reckon. And I think that's only because brunch, as I said, has kind of melded off into lunchtime. So they have, you know, you're talking about probably before the 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 actual variety was less. It was mm. kind of like, yeah, okay, eggs. But I like how now they've opened it up a bit more. Mm. I, you know what? At the end of the day, it's pretty much the same thing. They just kind of want to – brunch just sounds cooler. <laughs> like, I'm going for brunch now with the ladies. <laughs> but, yeah, well, I mean, you know, like I said, we are starting to go out more, which is great. And obviously you reminded me we have met up a few times recently. So I would then ask, okay, where are you looking forward to going to next? This might surprise you. I actually don't know. Oh, I am surprised. Even though I'm always into my restaurants, I just feel like part of me is just like can't even process 
that kind of information anymore. <laughs> information overload. I'm not used to it. <laughs> what, what planning? Um, getting dressed, going out. Oh what, yeah, the what, getting what dressed up. About? I'm like, do I have to get dressed up? <laughs> Traveling somewhere. Um, like using knife and fork properly you make it sound like you reverted to like the stone ages or something <laughs> yeah like, i've just been eating with my hands I'm it does sound like, like you've been chasing the the um the fresh produce or no you're not chasing the fresh produce chasing the animals around in the in the yard no, or something well, no not not that fresh <laughs> not that fresh <laughs> that's good well i do want to go to i want to try core yes you know, the one you mentioned. i better start looking now and um i want to actually if when we go out traveling again i had this on my list from ages ago and i still haven't managed to get there which is noma mm. in copenhagen mm-hmm. and i've seen it i've got to look at it from across the water <laughs> but that's about it so yeah i mean we'll see we'll see what happens well yeah i think we need to make sure we book something else in <laughs> coming up soon maybe so maybe brunch <laughs> something to look forward to again oh. So Great. just call it, and I mean I don't mean the one in Sydney. I don't mean core on core. That's still quite a fair way. So. <laughs> well, you just better get onto the booking system like right now. <laughs> now, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go I'll do it now. But, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I think actually the other thing we were going to mention, wasn't it, is mm. to say that uh, don't worry, don't panic, people. We're not we're not finishing up the catch up podcast is still very much going, but we are going to be taking a like a summer sabbatical, aren't we? Yep, a bit of summer break so we can hopefully enjoy some sunshine, recuperate and mm-hmm. catch up with everyone when summer's over. Yeah, I think we're going to we have lots planned for well, I say we have lots planned. I mean, lots we're, planned in terms of coming up with new ideas, maybe new guests, maybe yeah. doing a hand at some baking, cooking. Yep. So we can report back on all that. Yep. We, we'll, we'll be doing some summer holiday projects and hopefully reporting back <laughs> on those. We are not going away, as we've said. Um, in fact, we've done, you know, 20 episodes now. This is our 20th Woo-hoo! episode. That's a lot in the last four or five months. So we just yeah. need a little break to read. <laughs> <laughs> My hair is getting frizzy. I can tell. No, <laughs> uh, frazzled. No, no, it's great. It's, it's been really good. I can't believe we're up to 20 episodes. That's really good. Well done, Chrissy. Well done, you. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So, yeah, we will catch up with everyone um, and hope everyone has a nice break and yep. get some downtime, R&R, and come back with a nice tan, hopefully. Yep, but sunscreen, please. We'll end on that <laughs> note. <laughs> sunscreen and water, like you're on a deserted island. <laughs> awesome. Oh, well, I'll catch up with you in person and we'll be back yeah. soon, everyone. See ya. See ya. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, The Catch-Up with Amanda and Christina, to get the latest episodes. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and any of your favorite podcast apps. Give us a five-star review if you enjoyed our podcast, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at catchup_pod. underscore pod. We would love to hear from you, so leave those comments.